What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 96 of the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. We got the full crew tonight for when's the last time we had everybody here? I don't even remember. A good while. I need a cricket button on this. Not been long enough. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. Anyways, so this would be number 96. We're going to probably preview the show a little bit tonight that we've been talking about for a while. Um, We got everything kind of set in motion for that, so we're going to be talking some about that. We'll talk about what everybody's got going on picture-wise or does not have going on picture-wise. Uh, what kind of bucks we're looking at for this year or what we're looking to do. I know, like, we'll talk about your guys' plan, too. But before we get into all of that, which I'm sure will be incredibly entertaining. Don't forget about our partners for the podcast. The first one being Grandpa Ray Outdoors. They've been with us for as long as anybody. They've been our longest-standing partner. Um, I don't remember when we started with them, but it's been almost two years probably now that we've been working with these guys. Um, And if you guys are looking for a new food plot blend to try or anything for Whitetail Nutrition, uh, Grand Prairie Outdoors is a place to go. They're going to provide the best nutrition for whitetail deer on your property, starting with the soil. They've got a full line of high-quality food plot seed and plant foods. They were started in 2015, but John's actually been in the business since 1991. They've got over 14 different blends to choose from, and they've actually added some more products as well. Um, Not necessarily blends, but straight seed too. You're not going to have any trouble finding what you're looking for. They've got fall and spring blends, corn and beans, switchgrass, liquid fertilizer, soil test kits. You name it, they've pretty much got it when it comes to food plotting. They're not just about selling their products, though. They're going to answer any questions you have about what would bless, what blends would be best for your specific property. That way you can achieve the best results possible. Jeff has a comment. Turn my earphones up, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you. you wanted them down. No, I want them up. There. Oh, is that now better? I can hear what you're saying. I don't even know what one you're on. <laughs> but as I was saying. There it is, the rest of us. If you guys uh, are looking for some new seed, we've used Grandpa Ray stuff on our own properties, used it on client properties. I know Nate's got, it's got to be one of the best looking plots around mm-hmm. right now. That's a Grandpa Ray blend. Um, if you want to check them out, go to GrandpaRayOutdoors.com. Use the discount code RHO Podcast. That's all lowercase, no space, and you get 5% off your entire order there. We're also a dealer for them, so you can go on their website. If you find something you want, you can order it through us, save some money on shipping that way as well. Our other partner for the podcast is Rodney Hawkins. If you guys are looking for your own piece of ground to manage and hunt, maybe you have a piece of ground you want to get listed on the market. Maybe you're just kind of wanting to feel out what's out there. Rodney's going to be the guy to talk to. He grew up in southern Illinois hunting and fishing, so he's now putting that love for the outdoors and selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. Now, Midwest Farm and Land isn't your average real estate company. They sold over $85 million worth of ground in 2022 alone. With agents like Rodney all over Illinois, they're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on them or anything that might be available, or again, getting your property listed, you can contact Rodney directly at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. He's also got his own company called RG Outdoors. He's currently got products from Radix Hunting. He's got Tacticam trail cameras, so I know all you guys love those. Um, he's got those. He's your dealer for those. And he's got Camo Dust, which is an all-natural scent elimination product, which we're going to get to try here pretty soon, finally. We've been talking about it forever. Um we're going to finally get to try it and see if it works for Jeff on those does. Uh, or the popo. Either way. Either way. Either way. Like we, we talked about that before. We did, didn't we? Yeah. So he's got all that stuff, and he's all he's adding new stuff all the time as well. So if you want to check any of that out, you can go to their Facebook page. It's RG Outdoors. Send them a message through there, or you can send them an email at rgoutdoors@yahoo.com. Or again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. Our social media is Ridge Hunter Outdoors. That's Facebook and Instagram. Those are the two that we use the most. We do have a private Facebook group, uh, RHO Podcast Patrons. I've been saying for months I'm going to come up with a different name for that, and I have not yet. So if anybody has any ideas, I'm all ears. 
But that's the group. <laughs> we got a lot. Of <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm all ears. I'm not saying I'm going to take all the suggestions. But uh, we we put some we put some False content in. Yeah. <laughs> we put some content in there that's exclusive to that group, and you guys will have the opportunity to ask guest questions. Uh, when I can give you enough notice, when I know enough ahead of time to put them in there, and then we'll ask them on the podcast. So you can have some input for the show as well. RidgeHunterOutdoors.com is the website. If you guys find anything on there you like, we're going to have the scents available soon. We've got apparel on there. We've got Food Plot Seed. Uh, RHO Pod is the discount code. That's 10% off everything in your first order. If you're listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify, just follow us. Leave us a review. That really helps us out. It doesn't cost you a dime. It takes like a whole two minutes to do. And then YouTube, that's where our show is going to be at coming up soon. Hopefully the first episode will drop. I haven't decided the day yet, but it'll be like the beginning of the second week of the season probably. So depending on how our first week goes, you'll be looking forward to that. But to stay tuned for that, go to the YouTube channel, Rich Hunter Outdoors. Subscribe to that, hit the notification bell, and you'll be the first ones to know when it comes out. So all that said, let's get into what is sure to be a great episode, <laughs> number 96. <laughs> This is the Rich Hunter Outdoors Podcast. We're currently discussing this new table that we got that Hunter made for us. Very cool. Very cool. Bottle caps. Did she drink all that? In a pot, probably. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not all alcohol. I didn't say it was. I, I see skis and I'm mostly alcohol. <laughs> S'more skis. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm just saying there, I'm impressed. There's a Coca-Cola there's a Coke. Or two I see a single yeah. Coke. That's that's nature representation. Very good. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of on a ski kick. Are you for real? So there you go. You know that, uh, like the know, regular traditional the drink? ski. Yeah, or the wooden planks. He's not on any he's going slopes. to the Alps. No, uh, what? I don't no, know. No skiing, no water skiing for this guy. Uh, just a sodi. Um, you know that uh, ginger ale's place over in Fairfield. Yeah, they say that they got like millions, Skis? millions, and millions of soda and drink choice flavors. You know. Oh yeah. If you get ski with a little bit of orange and a little bit of vanilla in it. It's really good. Just regular old ski, like the traditional stuff, and you throw the Clint, some orange. The Clinton and County stuff, yeah. The Clinton County stuff, there yeah. You go. yeah. In Fairfield, they got it in Fairfield. Yeah, the home. Of Have the, you seen that place? The home of the friendly people. That's the what friendly, they say. The friendly people and the mules. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Ginger ales. You seen? The, you know that place he's talking about? Yeah, the green no, building. I don't go it's, to Fairfield. It's, it's over there by just, the fairground. Uh, I think it. W- I think that was started in Alney. I yeah. think. Local deal. It it's just it's just sodas, and I think they make coffee, but they got like every kind of flavor you can imagine, and I don't know. They'll deliver. I think they deliver to the hospital. I don't. We get it like every day somehow. I don't know. It just shows up, and you drink it. Two and a quarter. I just give somebody two and a quarter, and there it is for a soda. And that's a big. You one. know, seventy five cents at the machine. The that's stuff a, the well, street, right? but they bring it probably a dollar. Yeah, they can, it comes right to me. I mean, that's, I, that's, that's probably worth a buck and a half, right? Yeah. I mean, I look like I would like it to be brought to me. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Speaking of that, these radic stands that we put up today. Wait, that's not no kind of segue. I think they're, I think they're <laughs> Nate rated. 
Yes, I agree. Go from skis to stands. We didn't. I went from Nate making a comment about him looking like a guy that was once something brought to him. That's true. You guys are lost. Corrected. (laughs) Anyway, the radic stand that we put up today, I think, is definitely Nate approved. Yes, and the sticks were pretty slick. Absolutely, the sticks. Absolutely, the stand. And they got the two straps on them, big straps, so you can put them around it. I like the comment about the lifeline. Oh yeah, I I got the lifelines put up too because. Very good. I'm being better about that this year. I was going to say, too, I got, uh, you were at the cabin before, mm-hmm. and you saw the, the tree screw-in steps that I had on that. Yes, I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I noticed. I put a lifeline up there for you, too. Excellent. And we've got sticks now. Excellent. To get up in there. So, you don't got to step on any half-rotten tree limbs or screw-in steps, because I know that scared you a little. a little oak tree? It ain't little. Well, it used to be. Yeah, that big oak tree. The big oak tree now? Yeah, I got two sticks on it. You've always had screwing steps in there. Yeah, they're about gone. The one at the cabin? It's about swallowed them. <laughs> yep. But I've got... Oh, the one that we saw with the blue tag sticking out, and I was like... No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. That was a different one. That's the other... That's the big oak tree. Oh, that's the big oak I'm not tree. hunting that one anymore. It just... Yeah. It's too hard to get in and out of without deer seeing you. Or right. Smelling mm-hmm. you. Hearing you. In general. Just letting you know, that, you know, they letting know them you're there. there. Yeah. Which generally it's better to not. Well, yeah. You know. But anyway, that that oak tree, yes, I have steps on it now, and we got the radic stand put up today, and a camera stand there, and I've got another one to put up tomorrow with a camera stand, and then hopefully we're gonna get these blinds. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably talk about them a little bit more mm-hmm. as we get going here, and especially when we get on the show, everybody that's listening will be able to see these new blinds. But I think they're gonna be pretty slick. We got three of those to get put up. Mm-hmm. He's talking about uh, climbing on questionable things. Um, Let's not go there. Uh, I <laughs> Jeff is in the house. <laughs> um, talking talking about Jeff. Been there. <laughs> talk, talking about using non-traditional ladders. Um, okay, I didn't need no ladder. <laughs> um, I uh, I hunted a set with a guy one time, and I think it was about twenty foot. Yeah. I think it might have been a shade higher, but I'm going to say 20. Um, there was three screw-in steps over that whole 20 foot. The rest of it was just knot holes and limbs that you climbed. I'm okay with limbs to a certain point. Knot no. holes, I'm out on. Knot holes, uh, well, I'm not holes. Uh, hey, don't he, knock a hole till you try it. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, was that questionable. Thing. Are you seeing this right now? <laughs> I see it. Mm. Seeing what? That there are spider hanging oh, down. We have I a, see that. We have a new the cleaning lady ain't a new pet. <laughs> he ain't big enough to hurt you. No. Nah, well, not, not now. <laughs> He's flatter. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, we uh three steps. So I guess yeah. there were three spaces where there weren't enough limbs or not holes. Correct. That's it. exactly why the steps do, were there. Do I know this person? Yeah. Would I guess him on the first try? Mm, no. Okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um but yeah, that's, hey, we uh, had a podcast where they were talking about wooden ladders and such. Were you here when we talked to uh, Rip about that? Were you on the one we talked to Rip? Was that Rip Dickerson? I, so I from was Alabama. Try- yeah, he was the one that was talking about the yeah. rickety yeah. old ladders, and his yeah. buddy had put them up, and his dad had hunted at them. Blah blah blah. He yeah. was like, "I ain't never come." Yeah, yeah. So, so I was thinking about that as a, as yeah yeah. After we talked to him, we talked to Sean Wright. On an episode, 93, mm-hmm. three, four, yeah, something like that. And he was the guy that had those, those <laughs> oh, ladders. No, he admitted, oh, no. hey, that's me, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was a classic. Uh, uh, yeah. So he was that guy. Huh. Yeah. I don't, I would take a wooden ladder over three sticks and over twenty feet though, or three screwing steps. I think. I don't know that stand I got down south there. It's only got what four screwing steps. You got a lot of limbs though. That's in a I do pine have a tree. Lot of limbs. He's talking about knot holes. This was a big nest. I'm not a mountain climber. I ain't taking chalk to the tree stand with me, so I don't <laughs> fall out on the way. <laughs> up. This was uh, this was a big nasty oak tree. Um, it just had a bunch of bunch of limbs and and them knot holes, you know. Mm-hmm. And you just clawed your way up it, and you was happy to see that stand when you got to it. <laughs> but you yeah. were, give me something to stand on. Yeah, you just not look down when you get up there. No, um, if I remember right, I mean you somewhat circled the tree to make it happen too you of course know, why it, not it wasn't straight up you had to go up like a bear you know <laughs> of course that would have been too easy yeah after all that work to get up there you wouldn't want it easy when you got to the stand so all that being said these days i really like ladder stands yeah, yeah. i really do hey though, i feel nice up there those sticks um they put four of them in a pack mm-hmm. and we talked to the guy that runs the joint and he said the idea is and they're four foot sticks so you know, it's not a mobile setup. It's not like a running gun setup. But if you're yeah. going to put a stand up and leave it like a lot of private private guys are, private mm-hmm. ground hunters are, four sticks, they're 48 inches, so you can get to 20 feet on your platform, like the one we hung today mm-hmm. is probably 17, 18. Even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were being fairly con- – I was being fairly conservative with the space I put between the steps. Mm-hmm. And you can get up over it on the sticks and step down yes. into the stand like you want to do. Yeah. Which is just – I mean, that's a heck of a lot safer. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier. Oh, yeah. we went old school last week. Unless somebody above you is cutting limbs, and then one falls on your head, and you said, "Oh, what? Look out! Heads up!" Yeah, heads up. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> last week we used a TV antenna. I've got a lot of antennas, and I like them a lot. Those are just—I yep. mean, those work. We had a twenty-foot, or I had a twenty-foot TV antenna. We you know, they it. ain't going nowhere. They're sturdy. Yeah, mm-hmm. we threw it up against trees, strapped it in, and hung mm-hmm. two, hung two. Um, hang-ons off one on each side camera mm-hmm. camera stand and hunt use them a lot i'm sure a lot of people have used those a lot yeah they work and they're a lot they're, you know, if you got them around if you got them around if you can yeah. find them and they ain't rusted in two you're right yep right but yeah they what 20 foot tall yeah it's 20 foot tall yeah and we threw up uh, a couple of new stands that you got in there and mm-hmm. got you guys set up for camera hunting like we're trying to do capturing Obs- some large deer on there ain't we jeff uh, absolutely large and yeah you got charge. your, your yes. target buck there the other day uh, yes i do he's not quite as big as the one you shot last year not quite as big horn. It. <coughs> if you guys his nads are bigger than his horns i'll put it that way <laughs> if you guys that's all jeff's been talking about if you guys are unaware <laughs> well that's the only picture i got of. maybe his nads are bigger than his horn too <laughs> <laughs> might be <laughs> you went there i did not mm. I didn't say yeah, word. you started it. No, I just say his nads was bigger than his horns. That's the start. Yep, this is pretty much where I thought this would go. Fifteen minutes in, <laughs> did it take that long? Yeah. Oh, you surprised. took up ten of them for the intro. So. <laughs> well, I got to take care of our partners. I dagged them near exactly fifteen minutes, right? <laughs> That's what I said. I would have put the money line on ten and a half. <laughs> take the over and under. Yeah, over or not under. money line, but yeah, the over and under at ten and a half. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so. He's slightly smaller than the buck you shot last year. But now at the southern, are we calling that the pine farm? Yeah, sure. We'll go with the pine farm because we're going to have to have 
something so people can understand what we're talking about. It'll be the, the pine farm till they all get here in a couple of years. <laughs> from the show to the yeah. podcast. Then it'll be the not no more pine farm. Yeah. So the, we'll call the it pine the pine clearing. <laughs> you have had experience with that, correct? Yeah, I have. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we'll call it the pine farm. <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> Anyways. We're at that farm, like the buck you shot last yes. year. Yes. You're you're meat hunting at that place. Yes. And now are you gonna be doing the same thing at where you set where we hung the new set the other day, or are you looking for does and mature bucks? Is that gonna be kind of your where your mature buck set up well, I kinda around, got, around the home farm there? Okay, in all seriousness. I mean really I am. I'm being serious right here at this point. <clears throat> I got a friend that's never killed, never been deer hunting before, and she's, you know, got a thing going on personally and health wise. Mm-hmm. So she's never been deer hunting before. She wants to go deer hunting and shoot a deer. And she asked me if I'd take her, and I said yes, I will. So that kind of lit a new spark in me for deer hunting because now I'm doing more scouting and more look, not for myself, but for her because I want to see her succeed. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm myself and just going to start out meat hunting. But at the same time, I'm also looking for something that, you know, that might appeal to her. A deer that you can get her on. To, yes, yeah. a deer that, that she can get on. And that's just kind of, I don't know, it's just inspired me and made me more interested in it this year than what I have been in years past. Because in years past, all I want to do is just fill my freezer. Mm-hmm. You know, I got, i said in podcast before i got done with the horn hunting mm-hmm. you know it turned into a job where i wasn't enjoying it anymore mm-hmm. and that's why i quit hunting for a while now i'm just out there to enjoy it and if i shoot a doe i shoot a doe if i shoot a like last year you know i shot a little what was he five pointer yeah the fork with brow time yeah about brow time. T- about two year old five pointer you know i'd say a year old but yeah well whatever it's my story. He ate I'll the t- same, didn't he? Yeah, he still ate the same. Tomato, you tomato. Know, yeah. yeah, and it was it was getting down to the wire for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as far as uh, when when uh, Scott said I couldn't hunt no more. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, that stopped you before. Yeah. Right? Well, you know. So, anyways, you know, but yeah, it, it, this that's kind of where I'm at. I personally, I'm going to pop a few does if I can. My main goal is to fill up my freezer because I don't want none of this fake lab meat and stuff that they're supposedly making and this, that, and the other. I want to know where my meat comes from. That's where I've always been. Mm-hmm. And um, and then at the same time while I'm doing that, I'm going to be scouting and trying to look for something that maybe I can put her on also. And that's actually something that we've been talking about with guests a lot lately too is uh, I've kind of been trying to make it a point to – Everybody that we talk to has been kind of on the same page, but like hunt for your own reasons, whether like you're saying, whether it be for just to be out there enjoying it or filling a freezer or doing it to get somebody else their first deer, whatever it is, you should hunt for your own reasons and then be happy when you, when you achieve or even don't, whatever you're trying to do. Like, even if you don't kill something, if you're, if you're hunting to be out there for the experience and to enjoy it and cause you like being out there in the woods on a crisp November morning or October morning, then maybe you don't even have to kill anything, and that's a win for you. Which right, is, and ever since I gave up the pursuit of the horns, the 
big bucks and big score and Boone and Crockett and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Ever since I gave that up, I don't care if I kill it. You know, if I don't kill a deer, big deal. Mm -hmm. I was out there. I wasn't at work. I was out there enjoying creation mm -hmm. and having peace and quiet and just, you know, just enjoying nature all on its own. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't, what I like to kill a big buck. If one, if 170 inch walks in front of me, guess what? I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm going to kill him. Right. But I'm going to at least try. What are you looking at me for? Because you always tell me I freeze up. Oh. <laughs> but just but that goes back to what we're saying. Like, everybody's got their own reasons. Because, like, yeah. on this side of the table, we're trying to get out there and kill the biggest, the most mature deer on our respective farms, I feel right. like. We're not on your level yet, Jeff. <laughs> well, I'm not. <laughs> Ain't nobody on, on Jeff's level. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but at the same time, I'm s similar to you in the fact that I just enjoy being out there. And if, if I don't kill one, I think with the show, the new show, there will be a little bit of like maybe pressure built into that to, mm -hmm. to shoot something to put on the show. But I still think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I'm yeah. just, we're gonna get I'm to just hunt. going to shoot nanny goats. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get to hunt together a lot. And I think that's going to be fun. Oh, like yeah. as a group and, and, you know, the couple guys that are helping us out too. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done that much even since we started the podcast. And I know you guys hunt together a little bit, but we've hunted together a couple times. But mm -hmm. to me, that's as fun as anything, too, is being able to hunt with somebody and <laughs> even just sitting in the same tree. And if you don't see anything, you can bull crap. And we you know. have so many stories we can't uh, tell. Exactly. Oh. And that's where that comes from. <laughs> it's a good from, thing there wasn't a camera back then. Oh, my Lord. But at the same time, I'm still, like I said, out there trying to kill the biggest, mature, yeah. most mature buck on the farm. Yeah. Peter would be after us. <laughs> Um, They'd have to get in line. Plus every other alphabet named organization. Oh. So, uh, Jeff said, "Like, uh, oh, uh, you can you can burn yourself out if you put so much pressure on yourself to to you kill can. that big buck, you know." And I've been there before, and you just get disgusted, and you like, I, "Why am I doing this?" You know, but you put that pressure on yourself, it ain't put on you by nobody else. Right? Shouldn't be. You know? Yeah, I, I done that when I run the bow shop. Yeah, uh, I felt like I had to be. I didn't have to necessarily, I didn't feel like I had to necessarily kill the best and the biggest deer, but I had to be up there. With the group. I, I, yeah, I own, I own the shop. I'm, I'm the guy that guy, they come to for their, to fix their bows, yeah. to, to, to answer all their questions. You know, I'm that guy. And so I put a lot of pressure on myself back in the day. Yep. And I'm up there. One, I, I remember the morning I was up there. I remember where I was hunting at and actually the stand I was in and I am freezing my rear end off. I mean, it's cold and I, I'm thinking... And I get up there, and I'm thinking, why am I here? You know, this is not fun. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm not having a good time. Yeah. yeah. I, I I went because I felt I had to. Mm -hmm. I got down out of the stand, and I never did it again. I yeah. never went because I felt like I had to. I always wanted, went when I wanted to. Yeah. There was times that I, I just didn't want to. Yep. For no reason. I mean, somebody asked me to go, or, or it, was a gr it was maybe that perfect morning. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go. I didn't go. Yeah. So I don't have that pressure anymore. I yeah. got rid of that crap. And I yep. have a lot, I'm like, Jeff, I have a lot more fun now. Yeah. I'm, I'm not likely to going to be that guy to kill that 180 inch deer, but I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I distinctly remember a morning, just like you're saying, I was tired up, tired of it. I was fed up. I think I was in about day nine or 10 of a two week vacation and it just, nothing was happening like I thought it should. Um, he was the rut, you know, and other guys are saying, oh, man, you know, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm seeing. And I'm like, I'm just seeing that spike come out here, you know, and rub on this fence post every night, you know, like I ain't seeing nothing. And so I slept in that one morning. 
doggone, what do you think was on my camera mm-hmm. at the stand I would have went to that morning, mm-hmm. you know, about 30 minutes after daylight. And I thought, you know what, I got to go. Uh, but uh, but I've been there many times. I, I put the pressure on myself, yep. you know. And and when you do that, it ain't even fun no more. Yeah. If it ain't no, if it ain't fun anymore, you might as well just stop. Yeah, you we'll find we, a different reason to do it. Yeah, yeah, we or shouldn't. Something. Yeah. We shouldn't put that pressure on ourselves. No. Um, but yeah, I man, I want to be out there to have fun now. Yeah. I had a great time back when we run the shop. Uh, a good friend of mine was carrying the mail, and he always took two weeks vacation, and that was when my dad was still around, and so he would he could run the store and all that. And we get up every morning, and and by the, like that twelfth day, man, if there's two spots of rain, hit a brick, we're done. We're, we're like Union bricklayers, <laughs> man. That's going to rain, we're done. But we always had a good time, and it wasn't pressure then. Mm-hmm. You know, we got up. Well, I had a reason to get up. He had a reason to get up. We were going to go somewhere. We we're going to have a good time and all that. And so that's different. That wasn't really pressure. But yeah, when you're out there on your own, thinking I've got to kill something, mm-hmm. that's not fun. But and I, I, I will circle back. I want to kill a big buck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'll, we I'll all get, I'll get do. back there. That, that's what I I'm, Yeah, but see, we're saying like. I'm trying to set up for that. Circle I'm, back. Exactly. What? I'm Wait still, a minute. Uh, that's our. Where about, that's political or something. <laughs> I, I retract that statement. <laughs> back, on <laughs> back on track. Back on track. You're not redheaded, right? Uh, <laughs> um, back on track. I, I am out there trying to set up right. uh, to kill that big buck. Right. Like, um, that's the reason we're. Doing what we're doing. Pretty much, yeah. Doing, doing things the way doing we're doing. Doing the things the way we're doing. Yeah. And I am guilty of putting that pressure on myself sometimes, too, just from running the consulting side of things because mm-hmm. we've had this conversation before. You look at other guys that do it that have all these great big deer, and people think because they have those big deer, well, they must know what they're doing, mm-hmm. whereas I, I feel confident that I know how to help people get on big deer and set their property up to do it, even though I don't have – for 200 inch deer on the wall but you know the big I mean? deer's got to be there too exactly you have to have the, mm-hmm. the we talk about that a lot like you can't kill a 200 inch deer if they're not there no. mm-hmm. but you know i have i feel like i have that pressure a little bit too but i never let it get to the point where i don't enjoy it yeah because like i'm the same way if i get like last year in late october into early november there's a couple mornings where i was thinking yeah i'll go tomorrow morning really need to go partially because like for a work thing but mm-hmm. i was tired and i didn't go now there was a couple mornings where I had deer on my camera that, that I would have went and would have sat in that stand. Yeah. Uh, one of them was November 7th. I was taking, I was looked at the weather. Mom asked if I could take her to her doctor's appointment uh, to drive her there. And Yeah, she still brings that up today, by the mm-hmm. way. I, I looked it up, and I thought, well, it's going to be like 75 degrees. It'll be fine. I'll take you. All morning, those deer were running literally one direction and back the other in front of my stand. The one, the big shed buck that I got mm-hmm. out there, he went by at like 7.30 and came back by at like noon. And then the other big nine that I was hunting there last year, I say big nine, 140. He, same thing, ran by at like 8 in the morning and then came back by later in the day. And it was like, mm-hmm. but if you, I feel like if I was putting that much pressure on myself, I would have let that just eat me up and I'd have been so fed up and mad. But I yeah. wasn't. I was like, get, I'll get on them sometime. Yeah, I'll shoot them and not find them. I mean, <laughs> that's what happened last year. There's another reason to get down too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a little rough, but hopefully we don't have that issue this year. Yeah. If we do, though, everybody will get to see it. Oh man, because the and I guess somewhat if you guys followed along with the vlog, I tried to do some of that last year. You could have kept up with it a little bit, but that did that got me down a little bit for a while. I probably I don't think I went mm-hmm. hunting again till the second week of December after that 
the last one. Man, that's rough. And part of that was gun season because it was the day before shotgun opened up. And then the other part of it was I just shot. Yeah, we know. No, yeah. We yeah, I just we shot know. two big deer in the same week and didn't find any one of them. But, again, this year, if that happens, you guys will get to see it on Fall Pursuit, which is the show by Richard Outdoors. That'll be on YouTube. It'll be a YouTube-based show that we're going to do. I have mentioned on the last podcast I was going to start putting out, like, uh, digital stuff for that this week. It wasn't quite finished yet. Hunter's been crazy busy with, in her shop, so I'm not – I'm just kind of waiting on her to get stuff – uh, put together and I think she's finally got it so I'm gonna put out I guess the logo for that soon and kind of let you guys know we'll try to hammer out a day for uh when we're going to release it I gotta figure out what's going to be work best for everybody getting to hunt and edit and get it posted and all that but anyway that that's coming up soon too I know hopefully we'll get to hunt together mm-hmm. some especially when you're on your vacation yes and then Blake's going to help out a little bit maybe mm-hmm. and we can Maybe get him on some deer, and when he's on some deer, get get in the he's, tree with he's him on with the some camera. Deer. He's got. I know he's getting some daylight pictures. Yep. Which is, I've got one daylight picture right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen your. I know you had that big. Of course, you had your typical big, four and a half plus year old eight point that you always have every year. Yeah. Seems like one fills the void after the other one leaves. Oh my gosh! It's like the playground bully. You think they graduate, you know, like eighth grade or whatever. No, nah, like there's another one. Sometimes two. <laughs> right. I mean, they just keep materializing. Yep. So, Shoot yep. them. Shoot them. That's always a possibility. Get rid of I them. would love for Kaylee to get, uh, to, get no, to shoot oh, one of these things. Why wouldn't you shoot them and let her shoot something bigger? There, to my knowledge, there's not anything bigger. <laughs> I've got, I've had 12 cameras on that 100 acres for a while, and they just, nothing. Are they normally there by now? So the only holdout that I got is all the corn that's around us. There's so much corn this year. Everything's corn. There ain't beans within, there ain't beans within three-eighths of a mile back there in any direction. Mm-hmm. It's just all corn all around it. So hopefully they're out there messing around in them waterways and them corn patches, and then that gets shelled and everything gets stirred up. But there's going to be so much food for them out there. If mm-hmm. these guys ain't got their combines set good. You know, <laughs> yeah. If they're running cleaners. That never happens. There's going to be corn out there everywhere, you know. Yeah. Ain't um, as much corn as there used to be. No. It, they're pretty clean anymore, yeah. ain't they? Um, yeah, because, like, when I was shelling the other day, I was out looking, you know. You weren't running out the back end on purpose, were you? No. <laughs> most no, these, most these, of what these, you see now is header loss. Yeah, yeah, stuff making it. Where no. it shatters when it hits the head. Yep, not making it through, Yeah, getting flipped out and stuff. Um, and like what I was shelling this week, or whatever day it was, um, there was a bunch knocked down, and uh, some of it was flat enough I couldn't get it picked back up. You know, I mean, I was running them snouts on the ground; it just you, you couldn't pick it up. You know, so it's just gonna be out there. But anyway, <laughs> you are to see the cornfield by the north end of my property. Is it down? Oh, yeah, but it ain't because of wind or green snap or anything like that. Yep. And that farmer's going to be paying me to shoot <laughs> some deer, I'm telling you. Yep. They, uh, have, they have annihilated it. But, yeah, when all this corn comes out, I'm hoping that, that things will change for me. Um, I got pictures of one deer, uh, two, two bucks that I have. I know I've had pictures of them last year. The one... Is very underwhelming compared to what I was hoping he would be. Yeah, I forgot about that one already. He, uh, are I, you? Sh- you think you're pretty sure that's him? Yeah, I don't know what else it could be. Yeah, he's so similar. Mm-hmm. Um, from his G twos 
in. He's the exact same as he was last year, just heavier, yeah. you know. Uh, but from his G2s out, he last year he's a 6x5. This year, I think he's a 6x4, I think. He's got like a twin tine mm-hmm. for a 3 on the right. Um, but he's, he's very underwhelming. I mean, I don't know that he grew like any. Because right. honestly, it looks like he's even shorter this year than he was last year. And yeah. he wasn't, and he wasn't tall last <laughs> no, year. No, he was pretty short. But he's heavy. Yeah, you know. Um, and then I, I think I got one picture I didn't even show you. Um, he's a similar looking buck. He's a similar looking buck to that to, one. Yeah, he looks like he's just wider. Mm. Um, but their brow ties definitely look different. Um, but then the picture I sent you this morning is uh, that real grainy, blurry thing. Um, yeah. That's very enticing. Yeah, he looks pretty good. Yep. Um, Typical zoomed-in iPhone photo. Yeah. But Um, from that, he looks good. Yeah. Um, He's standing there, and he looks like me. He looks like he just left the breakfast place. Um, He's standing there looking at you, you know. Uh, But he's definitely a mature deer. Uh, But over there where that thing's staying, there's just little patches everywhere, Mm -hmm. like one or two-acre patches of woods along creeks, you know, just little thin spots, white spots. they got a lot of places to go. Yeah. It's a lot like Kansas. Oh, man. Yeah. Home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about? It is Kansas. It's where the heart is. Um, but, yeah. Something like that. I'm, uh, I'm very interested in that, uh, but I don't know if I'll actually be able to do anything with him because, I mean, it's just it's just like one small step up from fence row hunting. Yeah. You know, trying right. to mess with them little patches. Yeah, and that's tough even with your wind and access and all that because they can see yeah. you coming from about anywhere and... Oh yeah, I'd have I'd have to get in the ditch like yeah. a quarter mile away and get permission to to cross the neighbor to get in, you know, mm-hmm. and just hope I can get in the edge of it and do something, right? You know, yep. It's really not realistic, but I don't know. I uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, I just started running cameras this week, and I got one buck that I think is a holdover from last year that we I showed you pictures of him in March where he looked real bad still holding his antlers and wasn't even sure if he was going to make it. And I think it's the same one he made it. He's a nice deer. He's a shooter for sure, unless the other one that I got video of on the YouTube channel last year shows back up. Spencer, big 6 by 6 tall, not real heavy last year. Huge brow tines lengthwise, but he was all busted up pretty early last year, probably because Ghost was beating up on him because you didn't see him around the same time very often. Mm-hmm. But... If he's back, that's maybe the only reason I wouldn't shoot that one, and I still might, just depending on what shows up on the like at the cabin. If that one shows back up there, he was killable last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he'll be five and a half this year too, though, so he might change a little bit. But I'm holding out hope for him because, uh, again, I haven't ran cameras that long. I've got a couple of little bucks there at the cabin, a couple of young bucks there at the North Farm too, along with uh, that one, the one from last year. I don't have a name mm-hmm. for him yet. I have to come up with something. But there at the cabin, he didn't show up till late October, early November last year either. Mm-hmm. So, but he stayed there for a long time, obviously, because he dropped the shed. And yeah. the, the odds of him dropping it on 10 acres, if he's not staying there a lot, are pretty slim. So You're right. I figure he's got to be in that area. And hopefully I'm going to have a little bit of food. Yeah. Uh, I just went and replanted some wheat and oats over the brassica plots that I'd planted that didn't get any rain. Shocker. Uh, so hopefully I'll have some food for him, but. I'm looking forward to those guys. I know mm-hmm. Jeff's got a pretty decent buck that we talked about. You didn't know whether you'd shoot him or not. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd like for her to get a shot at him. You know, 
if he shows up in front of me, it'd be probably hard for me to pass, but you know, I'm just going to leave it at that. I got another one. I got another one in mind that I like better, but I haven't seen him on a camera since August. So I don't really know where he's at or where he's going. I haven't found him yet. I'm sure he's going to show back up since he was there back then, but you know, yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, at some point, maybe during the rut, it seems like it, especially there around the home farm for you, it seems like a lot of times they'll use that woods. They come back to it and circle around during right. the rut and check your dose. It's kind of like a little hub or whatever for mm-hmm. that area right there. They come through and scent check it. You just got to be there at the right time. Yeah. And, but yeah, I've got, I've got one for sure that I'd like to see on the hoof in person, you know, mm-hmm. and actually I'd like to take a stab at him, but. I don't know what he'll score. I didn't even try to guess because the only picture I got him was in velvet. Right. And they look three times bigger in velvet than they really are when they're hard horned. Yeah, a lot of times. Especially because not only because their velvet makes them look bigger, but generally their bodies are. Right. Their necks are smaller and everything, perspective changes. But that's something, too, that you mentioned about not knowing what he scored, too. Like, I think a lot of people get wrapped up in scoring the deer. And then, like, say you shoot a deer that you think was 160 something and he ends up going 150, and then you're disappointed. Like, that's still a really nice deer. And if that he ain't, nothing happy, to, ain't nothing to be upset about. No. As, no. If you were happy when you shot him, you ought to be happy when you put the tape to him. Or don't yeah. put the tape to him. You know? And that yeah. reminds me of some, one of the biggest deer I ever shot. Uh, me and Joe Coy was out hunting together. And this been a, several years ago when we worked together on the farm. And he wanted to go hunting with me. So I took him hunting. We got his side-by-side out. You know, he had this brand-new side-by-side. He's going to show me, you know, all this. He's going to do all kinds of big things. So we went down there to the river hunting, and I set up in my place. He went on downstream a little ways. Well, I'm sitting there, and I'd I'd been watching shows of hunting up in Saskatchewan and stuff, you know, where they got these big-bodied deer. 300-pound deer. Yeah, and they're like, man, that's a... 170-inch deer, and it looked like 130, you know, on the body size. So I'm up there in my stand, and, man, all of a sudden, here comes this big old buck, and he was a mature, I mean, he was a a six-and-a-half-year-old buck. Big old huge body on him. I kept looking at him. I was like, man, his rack looks small. But I had that in my mindset about, like, well, maybe his body makes his rack look small. Mm Mm-hmm. So I shot this dude. He piled up about 30 yards from me. Just and, like uh, old Rut Daniels. No, Rut's is 20. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Mine's 30. Yeah. But Didn't go 30. It didn't have the same ring. Yeah, well, no, it doesn't. But anyways, uh, he piled up, and I texted Joe and said, hey, I got one down. He's like, really? I ain't seen nothing. I'm like, yeah, I got one down. Well, I'll get down. I'm like, Joe, you still got you know, an hour of hunting light. No, I ain't seen nothing. I'll come down and help you get it. So he fired. I hear the old side side fire up. I hadn't even got down out of my tree stand yet. I get down out of my tree stand. Joe shows up about the same time. And uh, we get to looking at it. And I was like, that deer's rack ain't as big as I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the thing about it is it took, and Joe was a big old boy back then. You know, he's. You know, he's gotten soft now since he's been married and farming and <laughs> right. politicking and everything else. But it t- it was all me and him could do to get that deer up in mm-hmm. the back of his side-by-side. And uh, 
then we couldn't get it up the levee. We had to go up the levee in reverse because the deer weighed so much it about flipped <laughs> side by side over going up forwards. If you'd but, just put Joe on the front of it. Well, Joe was in the driver's seat. Well, I yeah. mean, put him on the, the brush card. <laughs> Balance yeah. it out. Yeah. But anyways, we finally got that deer in my house, and uh, I don't know what the deer weighed. I didn't have no scales. I know he only taped about 123. Mm-hmm. But About. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was he wasn't no Pope and Young. He was about 123 and 38, <laughs> give or take. I, I, I stretched it out. I had stretched tape. He wasn't no Pope and You're Young deer. You're used to doing that anyway. But... You know, he was. I always wad my tape. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't stretch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But out of all the deer that I've got mounted on the wall, I, I had him shoulder mounted, and he is by far the biggest bodied deer I've ever, I have ever killed in my life. Yeah, basically and one of those deer like what you have show up every year. So I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't really that upset about the score because I knew that I had killed a big old huge mm-hmm. mature deer and that's something to be excited about it was oh, for sure it was i was more excited about the age and just the the bulkiness of that deer than i was about his horns mm-hmm. yeah that's why i kind of said that earlier about like we're trying to kill the most mature buck yeah not to say if i had a four and a half year old that was 170 and a five and a half year old that was 130 i wouldn't target the four-year-old but like mm-hmm. generally the most mature bucks the one i want to kill because like you're saying, it's, they're generally the hardest ones to kill. Yeah, they're you got to win that chess match with them. Yeah, you got to do things right and get lucky. Yeah, together, like you have to have all that working for you to get on them most of the time. Yep, whoever's king in the area, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's that's who I want. Yep. Then you know, even that, a lot of times it isn't even the guy that's the most dominant because some of those deer don't have that personality, for lack of a better term, a better word. Like you may get a <laughs> there's that too. Yeah. But definitely the most, the oldest one's been around the longest. Yeah. That probably could whoop any of the ones they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I've That's, seen that. Yeah. Uh, one of the last years that I hunted with my compound, I was getting pictures there, there at the farm. He was just a four-corn. That's all he was. He had main beams probably about 23, 24 inches long. Mm-hmm. No brow tines. And I guess you'd call them their, his G2s. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. And he's about 12 inches tall, but he was a bruiser, and he knew he was. And I mm-hmm. watched him out there about 150 yards just kick a 150-10 pointer all over that place. And when he walked out into the cornfield, the rest of the bucks scattered. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him bad, and so, I never did get a shot aim. I heard something interesting about that the other day because I forget who was talking about it. I wish I could remember who was on the podcast I was listening to now. It might have been Mark Drury. But they were talking about how a lot of times those big bully bucks that you see are like eight-pointers or six-pointers or even like in your case a four-corn. And why that is, like, do they have the little man syndrome kind of thing? (laughs) But what he kind of thought, like his theory on it was... What do you think, Jeff? That deer wasn't little. (laughs) Well, the... I just the theory, the theory was just because you got a big stick or a little stick doesn't mean you can't be mean. Okay, I'm just checking the theory. Well, the theory I ain't got to it yet. <laughs> the theory was that the bucks are naturally that that way. Like that's their the way they act. Like they're want to fight all the time. So because of that, they're always beat up and they're always stressed out. And by the end of the year, they've fought so much and worried about running off bucks so much ran all over the place that their body's so stressed that, like we talked about before, the nutrition 
is going towards rebuilding their health rather than antler growth, and then they don't ever end up reaching their full potential of antler growth because basically they're they're that bully buck that just wants to run around and fight everything instead of putting all that, you know, instead of having less stress and growing antlers, they're so stressed out from trying to fight everybody that they never really reach their full antler potential, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like he, I don't know. I don't think there's ever any scientific studies on that, but it would make sense to me. I read an article that parallels that exactly, but completely the opposite, um, about a guy looking at elk. Years mm-hmm. ago, he's, he's writing specifically about bull elk. Uh, but I remember reading this years ago, like just out of high school. I was at the hog barns. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, uh, I mean, we always had magazines up there to read, you know. Um, when we take, <laughs> I bet you did. When, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said read, not look at. Oh. <laughs> when we'd take breaks. That's all anybody um, does is read the articles. Tomato, <laughs> tomato. <laughs> sure <yeah>. they do. <laughs> um, but this one guy specifically talking about elk, um, he termed them shirker bulls. Um, and he said that they he felt like there was bulls that just chose to not participate in the rut. But he said that he felt like um, like. I know a few people like that myself. (laughs) I call them, Uh, they don't call them shirker bulls. They call us old. (laughs) No. Undesirable. Never mind. Um, I wasn't going to love your pay grade. I wasn't going to get political with it. Right. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, this guy, he, uh, he, I think that's what he called them was shirker bulls, but he said that these things chose to not participate in the rut. They was just happy living and eating and doing their own thing and being comfortable. Mm -hmm. And he said those things, he felt like, were not stressing their bodies out. They were not using all of their nutrition that they took in for maintaining their body. They had extra all the time. And he said he felt like those things grew these big freak monster racks, you know. Mm-hmm. And those were the ones that you see in the pictures and end up in the books. I guess that's the reason I'm 6'1 instead of 6'5. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, that's you're probably fi- it. You're a fighter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, call it what you want. Yeah. That's what um, I'll go with. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, he said uh, he said that he thinks that there was, for whatever reason, uh, uh, the bulls, you know, bucks, whatever. Mm-hmm. If the one if they don't rut hard, they're gonna get too wore down. Well, you know? that goes to what we we've read in articles before on the podcast and talked mm-hmm. about, and I've heard people talk about like with your buck to doe ratio. If you have a five does to one buck, that buck's trying to breed five does for every buck out. He's trying to they're trying to breed as many as they can. Mm-hmm. That's going to stretch the rut out, and they're that much more stressed because mm-hmm. they're trying to breed that many more does. And then that all leads into less antler growth. Whereas yep. if you have a shorter, more high-intensity rut, it's easier to hunt mm-hmm. because you have the peak that's predictable, and you can get on them at the right times. And also, they're less stressed out for a longer period of time, so they end up growing bigger antlers the next year instead yep. of having to replace all that nutrition. Yeah. but So that makes a lot of sense. But anyway, that was just... Like what you were talking about with that buck, it made it reminded me of that. I think it was Drury that was talking about it. And maybe mm-hmm. he was just com- trying to compensate for his uh, smaller stature and horns. I mean, you don't know. Yeah, that's probably not it. But it's probably mm-hmm. well, you don't know. Well, it could right. be. I never asked one. <laughs> kind of like what we were talking about with uh, deer seeing the other day or something. What colors they see? Like we just assume we've never really asked one to have them tell us. How would you know? That's exactly that's no. if you were listening instead of dying over there. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. I told you it's the reason I'm six one instead of six five. Yeah, that's. I've been rutting too hard my whole life. I'm not six five. Sure it is. There's six four. Why did you think I met you? I know what you. You did not waving your hand over here. You did not. You remember what I said about talking about a a camera crew following them around? Yeah, yeah. 
when they're yeah, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, you got anything else to add? Um, before we crash this boat, yeah, that train done derailed. <laughs> we're not landing this plane either. We're crashing this plane. Uh, fastest way to the ground. Oh, yep. I was gonna say, I know that you were kind of bragging on it today about the app from the cameras and the new Radix cameras that we're running too. Mm-hmm. Like I've got two of those out now, and I know you've had several of them. Mm-hmm. You and had them last year too. I've been thoroughly impressed with those as well. The mm-hmm. the pictures they're taking, the quality. I don't think they're missing much. Mm-hmm. And the app is right up there with the rest of them, I think, mm-hmm. and the options that the stuff you can do on it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I have no complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, I need at least one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only complaint is you don't have enough of them. That's right. Yeah. What Larry Potterfield always say on his Midway USA commercials? Yeah. What's What's one more gun or how know, many some, How many pairs some, of boots would business. one man need? Yeah. At, yeah. At Just one more pair. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. So, anyways, you had something you want to add before we get out of here? Food plots. Food plots are oh, kind of yeah. all over the that. board with the water situation. But yours, I mentioned, I did kind of mention that, and yes. when we were talking about Grandpa Ray, is looking as good as any of them I've seen. So, that haven't been watered by a person. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was very surprised. I went back there to mow just a little bit. I pulled around the corner. I saw that, and I was like, wow, that what was, happened here? That's generally pretty dry, right? Very dry. That's full sun. Yeah. Not hilltop. Did you fertilize that? Yeah. Um, but uh didn't water it, you know. I got stuff that's uh, that's got better soil than that. Yeah. Um, when you had that blend there, too, last year, mm-hmm. which that particular blend, fall draw, is a it puts back into the soil, where some blends will take nutrients mm-hmm. out, and you have to replace them. That actually yeah. replaces nutrients in the soil. It doesn't really rob yeah. the soil of many of nutrients. And it breaks up the compaction into mm-hmm. the, the uh, roots and stuff. But mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, I was very happy with it. I got to get a cell camera on it. I took down the camera, the the card camera that's on there. I'm I'm buying a cell camera. Uh, I got to. I got to get it up. Yeah. Um, then uh, uh, two patches of Elite look pretty good. Yeah. One patch is kind of questionable, but it doesn't get the sun that it probably needs. Okay, so that's not the lone oak patch or whatever looking, we're calling it's it. It's looking pretty good. That one looks good. Good. That, that lone tree is looking pretty good. Yeah. Those the beans. Those beans are finishing out pretty good. Yeah. I'm gonna have wheat, oats, something uh, flown on uh, by drone, uh, scattered out there over your beans. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have. Uh, you know, that way there's green underneath those beans. Just as soon as they start turning, I think, is when I want that done. Yep. That way light can finally get down, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the three and a half acres of beans is doing good. The two-acre patch of beans just destroyed. Is I it mean, really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> annihilated. Um, you need to shoot some does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's what they're there for, right? Yeah. I mean, they, yep. the beans have done their job. Are you going to do the same thing with those? You're going to fly on stuff on Absolutely. Them? Yeah. Uh, but Otherwise, I need, you won't have anything. Yeah. But I need to spray that and really get that ready. Yeah. You know, um, and try to make that make that good. Yeah. Um, and the sprout patch is looking, uh, I think, better than it did this time last year. Even. No kidding. Um, everything's small, but there's a great stand out there. Because it turned out really good last year, I felt like. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, uh, it, it got better later last year, Yeah, you know, but I think it's really doing good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, 
Um, everything except for that little north plot is doing very well. I don't think that north plot gets the sun that it needs for for the elite. That That's I the one me there. and you hunted. You uh, come in the draw, park along the road, come in the draw, or uh, no? We went to the west side. Okay. Yeah, we went over there. Is the north way. plot where you had the wide ten come in? Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm with you now. We walked That's in That's on there. the opposite side, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we walked in there and checked the camera yep. last year, and you're like, I think I like this spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it uh, It's okay. It could be better, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, and I, then, I still that, think it's going to be good. That Elite is a very clover-based blend. Mm-hmm. So, and, and alfalfa in it. Yeah. Um, that needs sun. Yeah. That, that don't like shade. But for first year, I mean. Oh, yeah. 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 No okay. complaints. No complaints whatsoever. Um, like half of that plot is shaded. Yeah. At, at all times. You know, it's right. on the north side of the woods. Half of that plot is, is shaded at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I can't have super high expectations for that. Yeah, generally clover is, they say, four hours of sun a day, mm-hmm. roughly, which you're saying half of that probably doesn't get that. No, not a chance. But And with the leaves come off, though, that was what was interesting about the plot in Jeff's woods last year in the middle is I planted stuff, went in and replanted the inner sanctum, and when the leaves started falling off, the kale and the clover started growing because it was finally getting sunlight. Yep. And the soil was still warm enough that it could germinate. Mm-hmm. But it ended up not making a bunch because I think the deer ate what was there, and then it was a little late for it to continue growing. But yeah, it was just so shaded back there now. It's finally starting. The canopy's starting to close again. Oh, it's getting closed, ain't it? Yeah. So. Time to log. <laughs> Yeah. I think we'll probably just leave that alone for a while. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, 30, 40 years. Probably not a bad idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm just guessing. Yep. Anybody else got anything to add? I'm looking. I forgot to even mention that we're going to try to do this every year. This is kind of obviously full draw Friday didn't come out. If it lands like this again next year, then it'll probably be the same way. But we'll do a October 1st, like season oper, opener episode. We always do our end of the year campfire. So mm-hmm. we'll do our, we'll call this our beginning of the year episode kickoff, season kickoff, uh, October 1 episode for the season. So I'm I'm excited about this year. I got first day fish fry. That's what it was. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we did. We, we, did. Did. we did fried up some fish. Good fish. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But we'll do this, try to do this every year. It's kind of become a Ridge Hunter tradition, I guess, like our end of the season campfire. And I'm for it. We can get together and look forward to the season, especially now that we've got the show. I think it's going to be fun to get in here and talk about it. And then I want to try to get all four of us in a little more often once we start recording. That way we can talk about whatever happens on the show. But Everybody listening, be on the lookout for that coming up. It's Fall Pursuit by Ridge Hunter Outdoors. It will be on our Ridge Hunter Outdoors YouTube channel. So that's where you can find it. That's why I said earlier you need to subscribe to that channel so you guys can see it when it does come out. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Season overall. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. We need some colder weather, but... It'll get here soon enough, so. Yeah. Anybody else got anything before we get out of here? Everybody be safe. Have fun. Wear your harnesses. Yep. Yeah. About as good as anything that I could leave it with. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you on the next one.